just just seeing uh, how much better things could be in every capacity and everything I thought I would be giving up I've totally just gained in other ways and in a lot of them even in the same ways hey I'm Michael Panic, and I'm Michael Ray and, and we're, we're the, the Michaels. Michaels we worked together for eight years and through many hopeful and hopeless situations today we each work jobs we love and enjoy life every day during our time as co-workers, we ignored a lot of warning signs, which eventually caused issues in our personal lives, affecting family and friends. Our work-life balance was out of whack, and we didn't even know it. This podcast is all about recognizing potential issues and advice on how to correct your course of life and work. This, this is Work-Life work Balance. Hey, everyone. Panic and Ray are back, and this is a very special episode to us. Extremely special. When you listen to this, when it airs, it will be one year since we left our jobs. Yeah. One whole year. year. And it's kind of hard for us to fathom because essentially at this point in our eyes, we have no control, influence, or anything about the previous company. Yeah. I mean... It's still... By the way, if you're curious, to our knowledge, it still exists. Yeah, that's why we try to be careful about what we say obviously we're not going to try to just um I mean, there are to, again to the best of our knowledge it's still there there are other people that still work there um so we try to be cool about it but um yeah i mean it's been a full year a very full year i think is probably the right way to put it very full for us oh gosh yeah um, it has been a ride it's been so long that it feels like my whole life, like, that just says, <laughs> it feels like it, ne- like the, the the whole other thing never happened. It, it just feels like uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to put it. It's been kind of amazing, freeing. Just uh, when you when you f- have been in the wrong situation and you find yourself in the right situation for the first time and for a long time, it's it's kind of amazing how things can and will change for you. And so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today was breaking down the improvements that we've seen in our lives, breaking down the changes that have happened Mm. and just um, be careful that we're not gloating, that we're happy and, uh, but just, just kind of celebrating the difference that it can make. This is like the, the first Amazon review versus the updated edit Amazon review after a year of using the product. That's a good way to put it. Because first impressions were, when we first left, we're like, holy crap, we don't know. This is crazy. And then, wait, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now we can tell you a year later what it's been like, which yeah. is pretty cool. But I will say this. Before you listen to this, go back and listen to how we quit. Because basically we're taking that day and going for a whole year and what it looked like. Because yep. just to kind of give you an idea, March 5th, 2019 is when the whole everything went down. We both quit that day, and that was it. It was a hard quit. Very hard quit. Very hard. Like not not a hard decision, but a a bumpy landing. Yeah, a real are. rough landing, but yeah. we are still flying. So uh so do yourself a favor, go back a couple episodes, the two ways to quit. Actually one of our most popular episodes now, you'll enjoy it if you haven't listened to it yet. And you will see you will understand well not see, but you will hear how he went through that process. And now we're gonna look at March sixth to now. So but what we're going to do in this episode is a little different. Instead of like, because we're not going to talk about warning signs or resolutions or anything, we're really just going to talk about 
what has our life been for the whole past year? Uh, you can probably figure some stuff out from previous episodes, but we're just going to be like very frank, very honest of what we've thought. Ha- you know, this is, I would say, I mean, Penny, you can have, put your opinion here too. Uh, I would say like, I did not expect it to be this positive on the other side. No, I mean, I, so I used to say, I, <laughs> I'm, when I look back, I think I knew for so, so much longer than I t- accepted that I was ready to quit, ready to leave. And I always knew that I wasn't meant to be there forever. Um, and actually did start to leave several times before we finally did. But my biggest thing is I used to tell myself, you know, I'm, I'm basically resistance training. That's how I always felt is that it was, re- I did. And maybe, and you convinced me of it too. I was about to say, are you laughing? Cause I told you this and I thought I had. Yeah. Yeah. We were telling each other it's resistance. It's training. resistance. This training. is something for better. Right. Because it's like, you know, you guys understand, I think what resistance training is where you're, um, you know, you wear extra weights. Uh, if you, if you're a swimmer, you wear like baggy, uh, swim trunks so that when you're, competing you're you're much faster you that resistance that weight has been pulling you down has strengthened you and that's really how i thought about it it's like this is resistance training and when i get out of here and i'm on to the next thing i'm going to be able to just blow it sky high i'm gonna have like spent so long you know doing these things and getting nowhere that when i just do them out of habit i will suddenly get you know it will be a huge change but i think what's blown my mind is how much truth there was to that that it really kind of has worked that way the things i see as standard practice everyday normal have kind of i think set me apart a little bit or just been a a way for me to advance pretty quickly in the new job and um that's been really just cool that as as much as i used to say that as much as i used to think that to myself the whole uh, resistance training thing it's it's been very very true. Yeah. I, you know, it's, um, I find that where I am now is where I can actually think about myself and my family more than trying to survive the work day. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of sad to say, cause the sad that I had that mentality for so long. Now, granted, I, I like, I like working like that's like, I enjoy working. I, I like solving problems and things like that. But where I was before was survival. It was not trying to survive the client. It was trying to survive the management of it. And it was a disaster. Well, sometimes it was the client too. It I was, mean, but, but it was we had surviving the day. Yeah. Surviving the day. But then we, there was no, and we've talked about this before. There was no win in the day. Mm-mm. Every day was just failure. Yeah. I mean, there was no, like I can go home feeling good. There were a couple of those, but I feel like even when we had a moment to just be like, man, we really did just a lot a today. Yeah, just take a breath. It was sucked right out of us. The next day. The next day. Or the following same, Monday. Same night. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, night. That was bad. Or like, yeah, if it was a Friday. There were a couple of days. I remember just like sitting in the office and looking out. We our, our old office had an amazing view of our city. And so looking out like over the city and just kind of relaxing. But at the at the like it didn't matter if we were standing there talking and cutting up and and feeling good on a, you know, four o'clock on a Friday and it's like yeah we're done it's been a pretty good week see you on Monday the very next morning it was 
some little self-made crisis was going to come blow up and something that didn't matter. Yeah. And it became number one priority on our time off on Saturday. We didn't have time off though. Well, yeah, yeah. we were, we weren't allowed. We were expected to work seven days a week. I'd burn that midnight oil. Burn that midnight oil. I mean, that's just what it was. And so, uh, yeah, there, there was no win and, any little win might have that we might have had was so temporary. Um, but let's not dwell yeah. on the bad. So let's, let's look at this year. Um, I'm going to probably go through mine and then we'll talk about points and then we'll go through yours and then yeah. we'll kind of compare. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I don't know what your beliefs are, but I believe I do believe in God's timing and I do believe where I am now. And where I had to, what I had to go through had to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because where I'm in now, in terms of work, uh, there was a lot of preparation I had the previous job. There was a lot of hard learning at the previous job. But now I'm able to take that learning and skill set and apply it to where I am now. It's been very, very good. I don't think if I had met my current owner, if I had met him, well, technically, I found out later. I don't know if I told you this or not. I met him... Uh, five years ago. What? And I didn't know it. And so what it was, I met him at a networking thing. Had no idea. But when we were, so FYI, I have a baby. When we were going through the the room for the baby to clean it up, in this closet, I had this box of things. You know, we all have a box mm-hmm. of things. And it had like some like memorial things in it. Uh, my, like I had a, a program from a friend's funeral like 10 years ago, just random stuff I had put in a box when I had moved from my dad's house. And, and it, and when we moved from the apartment to our house, yeah. that box became like that thing. You put things, oh, that's kind of neat. At the bottom of the box was Nick's card from his previous company. Whoa. Just sitting there. How, how trippy was that defined? I, I, I was like, open up because basically we're cleaning out the stuff, and Corey's like, go through this box so th- tell me what you can throw away. I'm like, okay, I'm going through it, and I get to the bottom. I'm like, Courtney, look at this, and it freaked me out. Have you seen Paranormal Activity? Yeah, that would be that level of like <laughs> when they find the photo. It's like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. What's so happening? I look at it. I'm like, what? And so I, I went to Nick and I said, Nick. um, I found this card, and he's like, yeah, I think I remember you from that. I'm like... When are we going to bring that up? Well, and he, I, don't, I think it was one of those things he remembered, but wasn't, didn't really put two and two together. Um, but, yeah, so it was really weird because I was like, holy crap, and we were we knew each other five years ago, didn't know it, met him one time. Somehow that card landed in that box, which is really strange. Crazy, yeah. Anyway, God's timing, you know, puts you on it. I tell people... Put, God puts you on the path. You don't know it till you look back sometimes mm-hmm. and you realize it. Anyway, so that that's just the aspect of, like, realization. Like, this is what's happened and so forth. Uh, Courtney makes the joke that I'm in vacation mode 24, not 24-7, but basically vacation Michael is what she calls it. And it's the, uh, I'm relaxed, I guess. And so what it, what it really boils down to is that when I go home now, I go home and be at home. I don't go home and think about work. I don't go home and worry about the next day. I go home and do the things at home. And that's a huge change for me. Sure. 
because, and we've talked about this, you know, this idea of remote working is such a great idea, but it really is a barren on your home life. Mm-hmm. And where I, I mean, technically speaking, I can work remote because I deal with sales. So I don't have to come into the office. I can work out of the home if I wanted to, but I choose not to. And yeah, it, it's to that point, like, it's been a year now and Courtney still says you're still in vacation mode. And I have a six month old. And so it's like, <laughs> that's the most impressive part. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I mean, I, you know, for the people out there have children, you know, like adding a child to your life is stressful. There's a lot to it. I'm so thankful for what Courtney does and she does. She takes care of Addie very well. And I'm thankful for that. But yeah, there's a lot of extra stress there that we're, you're not prepared for, but I mean, beyond that, they're like, it's just clicking along in that sense. So it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I, I think I snore a little bit now, but, um, I think I need a new pillow, honestly, but beyond that, it's dramatically less than it ever was. And life is just better in that sense. So vacation. So God's tying vacation, Michael, uh, if you've not caught this, I had a baby six months ago. Um, and I'll be honest, part of the reason for when I quit, I was, and that was in the back of my mind of like, I don't want to drag my child through this mess mm-hmm. that I'm in right now. And granted, you know, a baby doesn't know the difference, but a three or four year old will know the difference. Well, I, you know, but I, I personally believe, and I've seen that like so much happens in those kind of super early first year, two year time frame. That if there's a lot of stress at home, I think it can really well, set you up for, for and, bad and, stuff. Later. And then it kind of d- depicts how parenting goes. Yeah, and so that creates problems down the road. But uh, anyway, like that was in the back of my head when when I was quitting was like, I this is not healthy for for me, Courtney or my child that I haven't seen yet. Right, and so that was in the back of my head. And we had gone through some miscarriages the year before, and so it was just. There was a lot there, and so I think it was just the a, a timing of that. But um, definitely now looking back, like I mean, I'll, I'll mention this too. Like at my new job, Nick gave me basically the month off when she was born, which is mind blowing. Crazy, you know, yeah. I'm the male, the husband that gets a month off from work to be with my child. For those of you outside of the United States, that might not sound weird at all. That's pretty unheard of around here in, in in our world you take a week vacation yeah pretty much and then the, the, the <laughs> vacation yeah, with yeah. big old air quotes around it yeah yeah and then the mother she has 12 weeks in general 12 weeks mm-hmm. oh okay so in general but it's not guaranteed it's not necessarily paid i feel like i hear a lot more six weeks so, maybe six weeks paid yeah because they'll use vacation other time yeah. to get paid but it's 12 weeks so like your job will still be there in 12 weeks got you so yeah that's that part still but um, anyway but with courtney she's a wedding photographer i mean we had a, there were a lot of planning there yeah. but um anyway but it's been amazing so all that being said my stress levels are way lower even with a, a baby my gray hair went away, so yeah, like, like a lot. Like it's, it's still <laughs> like there's specks of it. That will, I mean, I'm, I'm in my 30s now, so I'm expecting some of it. But there's a picture of me of where my beard had gone white on one side, mm-hmm. and it's gone. It was, it's completely gone now. Now I'm back to just normal little specks of gray in there and stuff, and just normal beard now. Uh, but like, there's some pictures where it's just strike white, like just pure white. 
uh, al- alpecia, whatever, they, alpecia, whatever it's called. It's a thing where you'll have from random white hair. To come, they don't have a reason for it, but a lot of people say it's due to stress levels. Huh. Um, but it went away three or four months after I started my new job. So. Now, let me say this. I'm going to be so honest with you, man. You, I I know what you're saying is real because I've experienced it too. And I don't want you to think that people think this of you because probably nobody else in the world except for like me and your wife has paid that much attention to the color of your hair. But you look, it, the difference is almost between like one of those guys that's like starts going gray and everybody sees it. And then when they started using like just for men yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it just happened so fast. It was like all of a well, sudden, all that gray is gone. And, well, and then, uh, and I, I, I do this. So when there's a giant life change, I usually get a dramatic haircut change. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's just me or I don't know. Anyway. Oh, well, you and every woman on the face of the planet. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, I, uh, so I went from. A haircut, and part of it was because my barber was in Gadsden, and I had no reason to go back to Gadsden. Ding. And so I was like, "Well, I need to find a new barber in Birmingham." And then Nick suggested someone that he uses, and I went to them, and they had a picture. It's called they call it like a hard part where they actually shave in the part right here, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I use it now, and I and my hair looks a whole lot different in that sense. But it looks good. It looks. I look better um i guess would be the best way to put it anyway new new things right so and then of course halfway through the year so last july we started a podcast in case uh, you didn't know yeah in case you're just now listening so but we actually think about that the two guys that quit their jobs on the same day and uh had good reasons to not really deal with each other afterwards right to a certain point. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, like, in the sense Jeez. of that joining part of seeing each other every day was gone. Oh, tr- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Like, it's almost like um, <laughs> I'm a little stuck on this because I just got invited to my 10-year high school reunion. But it is almost like those people from high school that you were only friends of uh, friends with because of proximity. Well, it's yeah, like, and so, like, there was that thought of we – I mean, obviously you won't see each other every day, but you know, things made distant and that's just, sure. that's just life. But no, we can't, we kept in touch and, uh, decided to start a, a podcast just to help people understand what we went through and they're not alone. Um, anyway, it's been really good too. I mean, being just sticking together and not mm-hmm. having that separation. Mm-hmm. We at least see each other every week or two. Yeah. It's awesome. And I, see my old co-worker who's now my new co-worker every day yeah <laughs> i'll get into that in a second um but um so a couple of weird things so uh when we were at the job before um we were all convinced that we could not do anything outside of work oh yeah 100 percent convinced you don't need to put your time into that blah 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 you need to put time into this and like side work is a distraction I remember at my old job that everybody wanted to have a little side work and I got ahead because I didn't do any side work, which was, I mean, probably a lie because he also told us about the side work that he did, which is weird, but oh yeah, isn't that weird? Have you ever thought about that? That's true. Yeah. That that was. Well, and he even did uh side work at our company. At our company. Yeah. Which I mean. Is it side work if you're not doing the main work? 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, but all that being said, like, we were discouraged from hobbies, from everything, because when you're being told this is what you do for the rest, like, 85% of your time is this, the rest of the time is with your family, your family, and that's it. You're not allowed to do anything else, and you're told that, you immediately say, well, I guess I can't do my hobbies now. I mean, you discourage yourself from doing anything. Yeah. Mentally, you're going to, like, sabotage your own goals and dreams of anything outside of work. Mm-hmm. It's very manipulative and it really breaks you down on the inside. And yeah, I think, you know, we all kind of got away from that. Yeah. And so all that being said, uh, 10 years ago, like, well, I'll say when I was like 15, 16, I was, I like video games. Like my wife loves video games. She's more into it than I am, but I had kind of lost the desire for it. Like we have, we're Nintendo people. So we had a, um, a Wii U and a Switch and things like that, but I just didn't play it. She did. And um, my new boss, Nick, he, he's a big gamer. He likes games, but I still was kind of like, I don't know. And then now I'm slowly getting back into it, and now I'm just enjoying it, and now it's just a different world. Like, I don't feel like... I, I guess in the, before, any hobby or video, anything I did that was considered fun to me, was taking away potential time with the job. And I would play that in my head. Even at like 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, you know, I felt just, well, I felt pulled apart, right? Like, oh, I'm going to do this, but but something's going to happen. And I just played this game in my head the whole time. And so I just never did it. But, um, yeah, it's been a huge change. So for, for you guys out there, guys and girls that are, dealing with something and you've noticed that you've abandoned your hobbies or abandoned whatever you had fun. Just take a look at that. You well, ask yourself, why did you abandon? Now, sometimes you abandon a hobby because a, it's too expensive or B you, you just lost interest. Yeah, that, happens. That, that, that happens. But, um, but if it's something that you have a passion for and joy, where did the joy go? Why did it go away? Is it still there, but you're hiding it or pushing it to the side? Just take a look at that. Because coming from, I, I did that for 10 years, well, eight, eight, eight and a half years, I did that. And I, it's just different. Like, I literally have a 10-year-old gas-powered RC car in my garage that hadn't, that still runs on the same, by the way, in this world, those motors only last 10 gallons of fuel, which is about two or 300 runs. And it's the same motor. What happened was I got that. I got it. And a year or two later, I got to that job. I dropped the hobbies. It stayed, which I guess is a good thing. It stayed in good condition for <laughs> eight years. I literally am driving around an RC car with the original components from That's pretty crazy. I drove it, uh, we had some, uh, I had like time off, right? My birthday or something. And I went up to Oak Mountain Park and drove it on their BMX track. And, mm, and yeah. I actually, and there was a kid there and I said, you want to drive it? And he drove it. And it was just like, it was weird. <laughs> I guess just, anyway, anyway, it's very strange. But all, all that being said, look at your hobbies. I've regained mine this year. I'm still regaining them. I'm still getting that confidence back, but, um, it's coming. Uh, all that being said, so let's talk about a little bit of timeline on the job piece. So I went, uh, quit March 5th. I started a new job two weeks later. Did not have the job lined up. 
I was in talks, but it was not like, hey, we got you a job. You know, none of that was happening. Uh, but I had a job two weeks later. Now, here's the challenge. This is the challenge. I think Panic Pride deals with this, too. I'm still trying to unlearn things. Oh, yeah. I'm still struggling with that. Like, it's not 100%. I don't think, I don't know, because you got to think about eight, nine years of doing something a certain way. It's going to take a while to unlearn that. I'm going to tell anybody right now, it's going to take you a long time to unlearn bad habits. Mm. You can start with good habits, but those bad habits will creep in for quite a while. Uh, I'm still unlearning stuff. One of the unique challenges I'm dealing with, I'm still technically in the same building as I previously was. So if you want some awkwardness, take the elevator ride with your previous owner with the person that replaced you. I got I want to <laughs> take a, a, a quick pause really quick because I've caught myself doing the same thing. It's always, it's weird. I know that that's the title that we use. It's probably better to say owner of the company I used to work at rather than like my owner. That always sounds weird to me. Oh, I, I'm sorry to, sorry to put a hard break in there, but like, you're absolutely right. I have been super, super pleased that I have not seen that person since the day things blew up. It's I'm a- making it to one year. It's my, <laughs> it's a goal at this point to make it to a year without that interaction. When you listen to this audience, it will be a year and we're going to bet that panic made it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't be back in uh, the hometown or up at the, that office building between now, and between then. now and then there's no plans of that right now. So should potentially make it to a year. If not, we'll come back in the next episode and I'll tell you all about it. That'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. He's going to try to pull some parent trap I'll, I'll, crap I'll, on me. I'll unblock him. <laughs> oh my, don't you just no move on. We're leaving that alone. All that being said, so I'm still unlearning some stuff. So what, what am I unlearning? It's been a whole year and you think, gosh, a year, you should probably be moving on to new things. So unique challenge. I'm still in the same building. I'm doing something very similar in a similar industry. So you challenges there of like, there's a lot of crossover um, from where I was before. And uh, granted, the stuff that I'm trying to unlearn, I'm trying to unlearn that my weekends are free. Uh, I haven't had, I've talked, I can account for one or two texts from Nick on a weekend work related in a year two one or two good grief that's it um uh, one was just a question that he had regarding something that he was going to do and I can't remember what the other one was but um other than that anything any texts outside that are just like personal fun things like it's nothing work related so which is really nice um, so I'm unlearning that I'm unlearning that, um, I can go home and just not think about work. I'm still unlearning that. Like it's still not a hundred percent there. It's very, very close, but it's still not a hundred percent there. I'm unlearning that, um, I am the entire company is not on my shoulders. And that has become like, granted, I, I know like, Okay, this sounds really stupid, but and this is something that can understand either. And panic, you 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 experience this now too. This is the longest that we've been paid on time every mm-hmm. time. 
This sounds really stupid, but if you're not getting paid on time every payroll, that's a huge problem you need to deal with. Unless, no, I actually don't think I have it unless. I don't think I have it unless. If you are your own boss, um, work harder and pay yourself. But if you don't run or own your company and you're not getting If you're paid, not signing your own checks. Yeah, and you're not getting paid every time, figure something else out. If there's a delay in payroll regularly, like, okay, I'll accept one. If you're a new company, you're three years or less, and there's uh, one hiccup. You know, I, I totally get it. Like, somebody, like, stole money from your company or something like that. Something, something ex- or, like, there was a lot of work put into something and the client didn't pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that, um, but if that's you, different. But if you are in a position where it's a mature company where you have processes and people and more than one time you're delayed on payroll to the point where I was delayed, where I had to make new sales to get paid on previous, which is not a good position to be in. Um, Anyway, that's a bad situation. But from our standpoint, I'm unlearning this idea that I don't have, like I don't have to make up where people aren't doing anything. And that's really hard for me to understand. Like, I think from the aspect of like, it probably looks good to like Nick and stuff like, Oh God, he's, you know, takes on whatever I throw at him. Well, I mean, part of that is because like, that's all I know. Like I'll, I'll yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't, it's gotta happen. Yes. But the other part is like, I, I, I don't mind doing the work cause I enjoy it. And then also I know now, like it's not, if I say no, it doesn't kill the company. It doesn't make my payroll go away next nope. next time. And that became real apparent to me that I'm trying to unlearn it. It's because, like, technically speaking, where I am now, I'm like, I'm the main salesperson. Well, the owner, Nick, he sells a little bit. And then we have, I have a coworker, he sells a little bit. And they got to the point where they'll get the lead and get it ready to go. And they'll just let me man it, take it over. Um, and so, like, a good example, February, um, I I don't have, like, I haven't I haven't made a true new sale for February, but I've been given, like, three. And so... Those are still sales, dude. There's, I, I, like, I, what, what, I, I know, what are you talking about? But, like, it's not, like, 100% self-generated, and I don't have to. But, and, question, though, do you not see that as a legitimate sale? Oh, I do, but also don't, I see where it, I had, I didn't have to put the effort in, if that makes any sense. I, it, it does, it, but I feel like that might be something you need to I gotta unlearn it. Unlearn, yeah. Like, dude, that's what most sales is. Well, like, see, that, that's the part. Like, I've talked to salespeople, and they, they complain, oh, the, the company hasn't got me any good leads. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, dude, <laughs> sales is just closing, right? Well, it, Anybody can tee up. Shoot, dude, I tee up leads all the time. Like, that means they all suck. But, mm. like, I tee them up, some, t- you know, for the company. And it's like, that doesn't make me, I don't never claim to be a salesman. Matt closes them. That's a sale. Yeah. Well, and that's how I, and I'm unlearning that. Because in my head, I'm 100%, a salesman is 100% self-generating. No, it just F- doesn't work like that. Well, and I've been working that way for eight sure, years. So sure. that's, that's all I know. So it's, it's weird when somebody hands me, a basically sold account where I just process it and get it done and go to the, the waves with it. And 
it's crazy to me. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm, and like you said, I'm unlearning. That's okay. And anyway, and then it's also, cool, I mean, I'm unlearning too. Like you know, where I work now is recurring, so it's, I don't have to make a new sale that month. I have a lot of previous sales that are basically being resold each month as a recurring, and I make money off of that. And so, where I was before, every month mattered. Like, if I have an off month, I'm not getting paid. Right. Not here. It's awesome. Different world. Um, And that goes into, like, I'm helping the company grow. Like, the company I'm at now, we're growing exponentially. Like, it's pretty amazing. It's really... It's so frustrating (laughs) because what we've done in two years, we never achieved at the other company. Yeah, yeah, because your company is two years old. Yeah, it'll be two years in April. And you surpassed you've already our last year right you guys surpassed our best year at the other place oh yeah yeah like that's, way past it that's like crazy to me and we're doing the same amount of people in a semi same industry yeah in the same uh same metro right same air er- you're working the same, same people building. same building same area <laughs> yeah like there was a lot of, like i will say my first if you guys are in sales, you understand this. My first month or two, I was having to reteach people who I was. Oh yeah. And so that was a little bit of a challenge because they were like, well, 90%. I thought you owned the other company. I'm like, no, I was a partner, but I never owned it. And, and I know I've never told you about owned it. I just, I think people assumed the way well, you were the only person they saw. Yeah, I was it. You were it. I mean, people. And I was also like, I get things done for you. Right. They, you were the one they called, and you got the stuff done for them. So in their eyes, you were the owner. You you were the only person they knew here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said, you told me a couple times, a lot of people, I think, assumed that it was you and you were outsourcing all the work to an overseas team, right? Yeah. Because, like, you were the person they saw. That's it. That makes you the owner in their eyes. And then there was the other Michael. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we just made it real confusing for people. Um no, so I had to reteach people that. And so that was a challenge. Uh, and I've gotten past that now. And thankfully, uh, Nick that I work with now, he he has a great reputation in the area. And there's been these jokes of where uh, people were shocked that they got he got me to come on board with them because they knew me. And they're like, and he even said, man, it's like, I don't like, why don't you start your own company? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm good now. Because you ran a company for five, six years. And it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, part of that, too, I told him, too, like, you know, I, I don't, I, I, that's not, right now, it's not my time for that. I mean, technically, I own a company with Love Behind the Lens, but uh, that's really my wife's. Kind of a different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I own it, but it's really my wife's thing. But um, anyway, all that being said, yeah, so the past year has been crazy. It's been good. Um. I will say as a reviewer of this product, <laughs> I think it's a hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. Like it's crazy to me. I have flashbacks of where we were before. And then I get really mad for like a minute. And then I say, wait, that that doesn't happen now. Like I'll have these like little flare ups of like, mm-hmm. I, that, I cannot believe that that, you know, it just, it kind of hits me all of a sudden. And then I realized, oh, wait, it's been a year. Like, like it's been a year since I mean, well, it's been a year since I had to think about that those projects and those projects that work, 
that we're old. It's different, man. Like, it's just... Where we were before, we would average five to ten support tickets a day, right? To 40 to 50 a week. Where I am now, like, it's just a different animal. Like, we don't deal with support. Mm -hmm. Like, there is some support, but it's really maintenancing an account and making sure and go meeting with clients, you know, and building expectations and meeting the goals and stuff like that. It's not a... It's not a reactionary situation. It's purely proactive. And you can predict things with people and you can predict what your day is going to be like. Yeah. I mean, it gets crazy on some days. It's just how life is. But you can look, and this sounds weird, I can look forward at things and look at something in a couple of weeks and know where I want to be and stuff like that. I mean, heck, even add to this, and I'll, and I'll let you get into yours, of. Cordy and I are actually planning a vacation, which sounds stupid to most people. You, but I know you. <laughs> and I haven't planned a vacation. Like the most planned vacation I had was Yellowstone. And I did it two weeks before it mm. happened. Think about this, people. My friend's been bugging me to go to Yellowstone, to ride with him from Alabama to Yellowstone. Um, like for six months, I got putting off, putting off, putting off, putting off. Because I was afraid to plan something. I was afraid to leave, right? Two weeks before, I say, you know what? And we had like got paid on some big project and I had, I had some cash. And I was like, oh, and we had, it was the same month that I had like four weddings. I'm like, all right, I got the money to do it. Uh, Jordan, you still ready? He's like, yeah, man. And I was like, well, we're going to fly out there. So we'll see you there. <laughs> and so I, Two, which, by the way, don't buy tickets, airplane tickets oh, two weeks gosh, before. No. It's so expensive. Uh. <laughs> but we, we take this once-in-a-lifetime type of vacation that I planned two weeks in advance. Poor Courtney. Um, and it was a blast. Loved it, but could have done a lot more. Um, all that being said, now I'm planning a vacation four or five months from now and kind of figuring out what we want to do and preparing for it, that type of thing. Heck, we're even talking about updating our will this year. Like just doing like life planning things. Like I can think that clearly now yeah. I'm not thinking about what's about to happen from nine to five. I'm thinking about what's going to happen in six, eight months, two or three years in a positive way. Right. Not in a dreadful I don't want this to happen. I don't know how, how I'm going to survive this. Um, and I just, now I have this in my mind, I have this freedom, the simple freedom of, you know, I'm going to do something. And, and let's say like, it doesn't work out where I am now. I'm okay with that. It's not like this ultimate stress of, I, they won't survive without me. Yeah. They'll do great without me. I don't have a worry in the world. That's mm -hmm. not, like I want to be there, but at the same time, I know like it's it doesn't have to be my end game. Sure. And where we were before was like in our head, it was our end game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest shift of all. Yeah, it, it it's now about my life and my family, not about someone else's life that they were trying to live and you and use and abuse us to get there. Yep. 
Uh, and that's something that we mentioned last episode. There was there was no craps given toward our personal goals. Not really. Ever. Maybe a maybe in a pretend, maybe in a in a still abusive sort of way of like, yeah, I, I want you to have what you want, but I want you to think mostly it was, I want you to think that I want you to have what you want. Well, so that you stay. I, I, I want you to have what you want, but it has to be done my way. Oh yeah. That's per. That's exactly what it was. Perfect. So, and that's what happened. And he's still doing his way. Huh. Maybe he's met his goals. I, I, I actually see him once every three weeks about, or about once a month. Um, and yeah, I, st- for you people out there, let's be honest. I still get my stomach in a little knot when I see him and it still bugs me a little bit. And like last time I saw him was a week ago and he had that moment. Oh, I go into the door. He comes, it's a shared office space, by the way. This is just <laughs> so screwy. It's so messed up. <laughs> Anyway, you're like uh, literally four. I, we talk about the same building. I think you people should just know it's literally like the same hallway, five doors down, same hallway, shared conference room, shared kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, so I run into him every once in a while. So I ran into him <laughs> last week. And, you know, my stomach turns. Uh, and then he says, Hey, I need to ask you a question. I was like, Oh, Whoa. shoot. And I was like, what are you about to Do ask? Do I know this? No, it's nothing oh. big. Oh, okay. That's why you don't know. Uh. It's nothing. He said, is your office cold? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, our office, our office is cold. FYI, our building, there's windows all around. It's a really great view, uh, but there's windows that are all around. And the window sills are not doing their job. And so we, we joke, it's like raining in our office. Um, and so, but no, it actually is very cold in the corners because of the windows and the heater and the thermostat is in the hallway. So there yeah. you go. But uh, he, he's like, I got a quick question. And, and when he heard, when he said that, I was like, Oh God, I, that phrase just uh-huh. hit me like a rock because, because we've heard that. And it's always something I'm trying to trick you into something. Yep. And so I was like, yeah, what's up? And he said, is your room cold? I'm like, yeah, actually. Yeah. I don't know. And he said, I said, yeah, our windows actually leak. And he's oh, yeah. I said, well, we've told him about it. He's like, oh, I just told management. I was like, yeah, we told him too. And and what we've heard is that multiple floors are having this issue. So they're probably trying to figure out for the whole building how to fix it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. Tore me off on my stomach. Sure. But uh, that was it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. Might blow your mind. Might kind of blows my own mind. Is I've, or maybe I'm just gonna transition into. Yeah, this is yeah. Right, that that's me in the past year. Highly recommend it. <laughs> five uh, stars. Five star rating. Love it. Do it. Do it again. Um, and I mean for sure. Uh, I don't know what all these other reviewers are saying. Mine came in fine the first time. Five stars. Yeah, yeah. And I'm updating my review. <laughs> Still great. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, passing on the panic, I think we're both going to say it doesn't. It's not going to kill you to quit. Nope, your life will be probably better. Yep, um, very good chance. And now panic. How's your life been? My life has been wonderful. Um, I will say something kind of piggybacking off of your final statement, or right before your your last story, that. 
I think at the right point in my life would blow my own mind that I'm going to say this might blow other people's minds. But when you're like, you know, we almost got there. Basically I don't wish any ill will on the person I used to work for. I don't either. Um, as a matter of fact, I would say that I really, whatever it is that they're looking for in life, I really just kind of hope that they find it. I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I, I want them to be better and happy because I know that if they give up their own selfish nature, their their determination to do things their own way or no way at all, they would find a lot more happiness. They'd be at a lot more peace. It's hard to watch somebody. It's really hard to be in conjunction with somebody who's so um, in living in that chaos and and turmoil and and especially when they're convincing themselves that everything's fine and normal and you know, that's not true. But when you're just outsider looking in, it's hard to watch somebody do that to themselves. Well, I would even say like, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do. Well, I feel real bad for his family, but, uh, I, I feel bad because he, I don't think he'll change and I don't think society will ever accept how he, how things work with him. Well, to the point where I think his success probably won't be, it won't, I don't see him being reaching the success that he wants to reach with the way he's doing things. No. And that's hard because like, that's what he wants so bad. It's you're, you're almost watching some, you're almost watching a horse chase a carrot full force. And it's like, man, if you just slow down, that carrot will swing right back to you. But it's hard to watch somebody do that. And, you know, so for all intents and purposes, I hope I never see the person again, but I <laughs> hope that they find what they're looking for in life. That's that's about it. Yeah. Um, so on positive notes, uh, I've had a lot of the same experiences as Michael. Um, I have less gray hair. That's been kind of phenomenal to watch my hair color roll back. You still got gray. I'm still very gray. But it went from like. Somebody painted some gray into your hair yeah. one day to now it's just touch of gray for men. Touch of gray for men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my barber has noted it too that he said he was so used to like cutting away and finding a whole new shade. And that just doesn't really happen anymore. Like I'll get a haircut um Saturday and oh, so that's a lie. I will be going to the hometown this weekend. Bump, 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 bump. Bump. <laughs> uh, you still go back there to get your haircut. Listen, Brad Norris will cut my hair until I am dead. <laughs> I will be living in New York City and fly down twice a month, or not twice a month, twice a year to get a haircut. I mean, it. The dude's worth it. Uh, he's also a friend of mine, but you know, I, I just wouldn't trust anybody else with my hair. He's the best. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have avoided having a baby. Praise. Good job. Just talk about woohoo! No babies. I ain't good, have no babies. Good job. <laughs> Um, I also started a podcast, if you didn't know. Um, let's, uh, let's talk real though. I love my new job. Um, I think I've probably made that clear. And you've excelled in it. I've done, I've had a lot of opportunity. When I was in the old job, one of my big reasons I was scared to leave is in my eyes, I lived in this nice little oasis where I had all these opportunities and I could make my own opportunities and do all the little things that I wanted to within a job. And anywhere else was big corporate stuffy, like 
Chevy Chase's job in uh, Christmas Vacation. Like, well, I think that was I think that was part of the pitch of the old job. Was, kind of. Oh, we we can pivot. Yeah, and do right. it and make, do whatever we want. Make your own job and do whatever you want to do. If we want to change, you can change. Yeah, we're, we're laughing at this because, because that's it, what we were told or led to believe. But and nothing changed in nine nothing years. Ever changed in a tech oriented company. Nothing. Changed. Nothing changed in nine years. So. I, I really did think that, like, okay, I kind of accepted my fate. It's like, I'm leaving this job, and I'm going to go be a code monkey for some bigger company. It's going to be nice and stable, and all I'm going to do is come in and write code every day and go home, um, be a part of a team, but that's, like, it, and I'm not going to get to do some of the other stuff that I So you were love. convincing yourself that you were going to make money, but you're going to hate your job almost not hate or, well, it, but lose the passion yes just feel very restricted lose my passion for it what has actually happened has been the polar opposite of that um because you come to find that you know we're not a huge company we're still small in staff big in um client much bigger in client pricing but what you come to find is that people, no matter what scale you're at, people appreciate the extra effort. So that resistance training stuff has been totally true. And I have been able to really, really excel. I mean, I've been promoted somewhat. Um, well, I've been, I have been like promoted up the kind of standard path uh, that a developer follows in my company. But also I have been um, in charge of rebranding the whole company, which is something I absolutely love is, um, by the way, he's wearing the shirt, right? I'm wearing now. My, my new t-shirt that I always wanted t-shirt with a logo on it and have it. And I'm wearing it proudly right now. Uh, and it's been, <laughs> that's been a cool process of, of going from, I think I was six or seven months into the job when they were like, and one of the first things I said was like, you know, if there's any possibility of working with branding marketing for our company, I'd really like to. And it was at the first, it was like, well, let's, we'll see. And then I, after six or seven months, they threw me headfirst into it. They were like, yeah, I mean, we need somebody to help with this project. It's going nowhere. They threw it on me and I took it right on. And I have been able to just not do whatever I want, which is also nice. It's I, I actually have people really working with me. Um, I have a team supporting me when I need things. People just do it and there's no resistance to it. And this project, we so just launched so last you're not, week. You're not alone. I'm not alone at all in anything, not even a project that's given to me. When I pass things on to other people, when I ask for vendors help, when I'm like, hey, we should really bring in a real photographer. They were like, okay, how much money do you need? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's like, <laughs> I think we should get some t-shirts. It's like, all right, why don't you give me some budget together, t-shirts and whatever else you might want. And all of, and I think we should throw a launch party. I think that's a great idea. What do you want to bring in lunch? How, how do you want to handle this? I mean, every step of the way there's been support. It's not like I've gotten my way a hundred percent of the time, but it, there truly is support. If something's too much, I'm told it's too much and we need to roll it back. But if it's not too much, absolutely. And whose help do you need? And can I help you? And it, it's just been that way constantly. And all of these things are cool and great and make me, you know, enjoy working there. But the biggest thing, um, Sunday, this Sunday, it was like eight or nine o'clock. I hope I didn't just breathe into the mic. It was like eight or nine o'clock this last Sunday. And a year ago, eight or nine o'clock on a Sunday, 
was my least favorite time of the week. It was horrible. It was fear and dread. And I had the fear of Monday. It's like, I don't, I am not, I can't do this again. I know I'm going to do it again, but I just can't. Like I can't bring myself. Particularly this coming Sunday will be the beginning of the end a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Because this was, this was the weekend that you and I were talking and you had interviewed with your current company. Yeah. Basically you were given a verbal offer and I said, Hey man, just to make sure it's not all fake, talk to a coworker or somebody that works there. And, and I did. And you did. And you called me saying, hey, man, I talked to him. And they're like, this is legit. This like, is legit. Like, they love it. They 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 recommend, like, the people that work there recommend coming. I said, okay. Yeah. And then that was when we, I think we talked maybe on Sunday of, I know definitely on Monday, you're like, hey, man, I'm. I'm Monday, I signed the offer. Yeah. Monday, you got a written offer via email. Uh huh. And then you signed it. And you're like, I'm out. And I said, don't, you need to say it in person. And then. Then I subconsciously just like I'm I'm out too. Yeah, I did the same. <laughs> I cleaned off my desk and didn't know why I was cleaning off my yeah, desk. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the funniest part to me is that you had like just decided to clean up. So <laughs> I, you know, that whole um, just just seeing uh, how much better things could be in every capacity and everything I thought I would be giving up. I've totally just gained in other ways and in a lot of them, even in the same ways. And so that resistance training we talk about, I, all the things that I do, there's so many things that I do because in my eyes, that is just what, uh, you do. That's just life. That's just work. That's just what I would do. That was just the norm. And so many things like that um, were, were just straight up the norm. And now uh, they're seen as so abnormal. They're seen as above and beyond and by the eyes of other people. I, I don't think of myself as special, basically. I don't see anything I do as particularly uh, above and beyond or special or, or anything but I can tell that it's not what people are used to because of the level of appreciation I receive for that stuff. Mm. And this has been a weird one for me. I realized I used to always say, I don't need special praise and appreciation. I just don't want to take crap when I'm doing a good job. I, you probably heard me say that. It's like, I don't need a pat on the back. I just don't need a slap in the face. Mm. Um, and now I'm super uncomfortable getting a slap on the back, like publicly. I like somebody to kind of well, pull me that, aside. And, and that's your um, appreciation language. Yeah, yeah, right. We talked about like public uh, praise may not be your forte. It's not, I mean, I'm not like super uncomfortable, but the day we launched, you know, a lot of people just because, I mean, they were just, they obviously no ill will. They were being very nice and it, it really made me feel good how, how appreciative everyone was. It was, there was no, um, mindset of expectation. It wasn't just like, it's like, well, you know, I'm glad that uh, uh, this needed to happen or good. Glad that this is finally done. It was, you know, every chance somebody got, it was, man, you did a really great job with this, which is funny. Cause I feel like I just orchestrated it. I don't even feel like I did most of it, but people like you've done just a great job of this. I love the new logo, love these t-shirts, love all the stuff, love my business. I, you just have done such a great job. And when we did like a 
presentation to the team. The president was like, called me out, was like, you know, Michael's done an outstanding job, put all this work into it. And I'm sitting there like surrounded by my team and he's like kind of praising me publicly. And I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. I was like, <laughs> oh, geez, oh, don't look at me. And I kind of played it off, but I realized later, I was like, that's weird. I didn't even know that about myself. Well, I really ne- didn't. You, you never got it. I never got it. Well, and you never got it genuinely. Yeah, I got a little flippant. Um, you know, when it was advantageous, it'd be like, well, Michael Panic's been doing a, a real great job with XYZ. But it was usually followed by, so why aren't you doing a great job with ABC? Yeah, it it, it you know? was used to punish the other. Yeah, it was like, uh, I don't know how you, how a dad might treat siblings. With, it, with that kind of like, you know, why can't you be like your brothers kind of thing? You yeah, know, yeah. Your, your, your brother's great at blah, blah, blah. Why can't you be good at your thing? That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Often. I, and I could see like getting, because I mean, we've been, we're, we have to unlearn like what genuine appreciation looks like. Yeah. Because uh, we it's don't, very different. We don't know what the appreciation we received with, had an ulterior motive. Yeah. It was there to keep us in the game. Period. Pretty much. Like, yeah. We had some golden handcuffs, uh, but then there was a lot of that. And it was, you could just read through the lines because yeah. it wasn't even verbal. Most of the time it was like in Slack mm-hmm. and you could just read through the lines. And I think, I think we even joked about how a couple of times one line was appreciation and the next the line, very next thing, like maybe a day later, explosion. Yeah. Oh, those were the best was like, you know, yeah. One day it would be like, you know, everything's going great. We're, I'm just so proud of this team and we're really blowing it up and we're about to take off and everything's just fantastic. And literally the next message in Slack, it would be 24 hours later is, you know, we need to talk about the crisis we're having with blah, blah, blah. And this is unacceptable. And I can't believe that I'm having to deal with it. And it's probably due. It was probably due to a support ticket that was worked on. And wasn't closed because we're waiting on the response from yeah, the client. Yeah, just waiting for the client to approve the work. Why is this not completed yet? It's been over, blah, blah. I mean. And it was comical. Like, because I think you. It wasn't even, at the time. No, but I think you even screenshotted some of this. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> all you need to know is that the screenshots <laughs> never die. Yeah. Never die. Because there, okay, fun fact with uh, Slack, which is what I hate about Slack, you can delete your messages. There were a lot of those. There were a lot of, I would see the preview on my phone. It's like, what the heck? And then I go and look at it, and it's gone. And I'm yeah. like, well, takes what? you to nothing. Did I just make that up in my head? No, you didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me jump into, <laughs> let me jump into a couple more of these really quick. Uh, mm. Beyond, I and mean, that's really the main thing that's kind of blown my mind is how much experience, I mean, how much, uh, um, how many experiences I've been able to keep things that I've loved. I've been able to, to do and do at a higher level and have more freedom in that I thought I'd be giving up, but the stuff I was seeking, I've gotten way more than I could have imagined. Um, when I sat down and was like, I, I was given very sage advice by a friend. Um, she told me you're going to want to jump at the first offer that is given to you. She said, but you need to discover and understand what you want out of a job before you take anything. She's like, know what you are looking for or you will take anything. Audience, please listen. And we may do, I think we're going to do 
a, an episode on job hunting pretty soon. Um, it's one that's been weighing on me. It's like, how do you find a job and attract a job? Not just get a and job. not just get a job. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that, but that's the best advice I can give is know what you want. And so I sat down and I made a list of, um, what am I trying to improve? So one of my big ones was team. I love, I loved the team that we had minus the one key person, but obviously I loved working with you, Michael, and I loved working with our other coworker. Um, and then eventually an intern and also a remote person who is a good friend of mine that I brought in to be our, like a remote person, part-time worker. And I loved that team. I loved working with those people, but what I needed was a team of people who were better, uh, at, at my skills than I was. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I had a, we had a good set of skills amongst all of us, but like I was the only person doing the really technical stuff at the time. And I needed somebody, I needed a bunch of somebody's who were just way better at it than me that I could learn from. So I wanted a team. I wanted to have the freedom to work in new and different ways and learn new skills and learn new programming languages, learn new methods, learn all of those things that at the old job, everything was very cookie cutter, very, um, you know, lather, rinse, repeat every time. And so those are my two big things I was looking for. Um, also wanted a laundry list of other smaller things, but those are my two big things. And now I have them a hundred times, 200, a thousand times more than I thought I ever could. I work with an outstanding team of people who are all incredibly hardworking, who are brilliant. Um, everybody has their own unique skills, uh, sub skills of the world we work in. Plus I'm working with like amazing project managers and, um, working adjacent to an agency who have their own set of skills. And I'm just constantly blown away by how much knowledge collectively there is around me that, the other side of it is when I am stuck, when I have a problem, people are there to help me immediately without mm. question. I, I get frustrated. I throw it in slack and there is never resistance. There's usually just somebody at my desk in five minutes like, hey, man, what do you need help with? And that and I'm unlearning that, too. Like we can ask. You can ask for help. I can ask for help. It's a it, big thing to unlearn. And it's weird to even ha- like having Nick help me on something or he'll just take care of it. And before I can even ask for help, because he yeah. sees it. And not, I saw it coming, and I'm going to let you yeah, jump off the cliff. That, not that bull of, I've been seeing this coming for six months. But Which, I want, A, was a lie, but even if it wasn't, why on earth would you do why that? Why would you let your people flounder if they can't see the problem? Yeah, cutting things off at the head um, and actually getting help when you need it, those are big things that's been very hard to unlearn, but very glad to unlearn them and so (laughs) thankful to have that new level of backing when, when I need it. It's just amazing. Um, and here, here's some other interesting changes. This has been the most interesting one for me. My desk is filthy. (laughs) Really? My desk a wreck. I mean, I don't know about filthy, like dirty, but that's shocking. There's stuff everywhere, man. That's shocking. I clean it up probably once a week. I mean, so you this were, is there shocking. was like a pride in how clean your desk yes, was. Yes, there was. I mean, look around my room right now. Like in the studio, it's a disaster zone in here. But at work, the one thing that I felt like I had control over yeah, yeah, was yeah. my desk. And you did because it was very spick and span. And hit you- all my wires and like uh, cleaned it well, with and like, Windex. And, and, like you, and, and you bought like an... 
a, a stand kit to stand all your stuff on to be organizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I had a very, you know, coherent and that, like at one point it was all because I'm a Mac person. So and it was a white desk and I had all this like bamboo stands and accents. Like it was very. But really, it like was your like, current like de- hashtag desk setup stuff. And now <laughs> I could not. I mean, I kind of care. I, I also don't have the same level of, of freedom in my desk. It's a bigger thing, but it's built into my cube. It's not a standing desk. I have kind of a shelf that I can't move. Um, under certain different circumstances, it might be a little cl- like quote cleaner, but I, it really is just kind of you know fun happy stuff everywhere i've got like movie posters and little figurines and um and it's just you know i don't really care i have a little coffee station at my desk this is like coffee grinds over there and i just don't care anymore because i have (laughs) i I don't feel the need to have that control and yeah and that's changed utterly changed my outside of work life too is you know i know that you and i talked about the control and wind factor that yeah. you were missing. And then when you, where you are now, you know, like you don't have to win every, like I do win every day, but just by doing what I do. Yeah. But you're not having to like force wins yeah. in your personal life. Yeah. So like <laughs> when, you know, at, um, I don't feel the need to, I have this hyper control over everything I do starting projects. Um, is easier, but being comfortable when I'm working on a project, a personal project is so much easier letting things go when it's not working or when I don't care about it anymore. I just feel so much freer because I'm not trying because I've given up that level of control. And I realize that I I don't have to force myself to have it. And I think the best, best reflection of that is that my desk is kind of messy. It's kind of awesome. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it when I get in. Like, I've been blow your mind. by your desk once. That's true. But it looked pretty clean. I mean, it's not... Okay, I don't want you to think that it's. I've got, like, <laughs> like piles pile. of plates and stuff, you know. You're that it's guy with, like, the next pizza plate. <laughs> right, it's not gross. It's just so much more stuff and doodads and, you know, it's just not as neat and prim and proper and uh, clean and hidden wires and all this stuff as it used to be. Um, I just don't, that's just not me. I that's don't crazy, care as though. much anymore. That's really, it's almost sad. If you're in the listener's lounge, I will, uh, w- after we post this episode, I will go in and share you my last two. I took pictures of them. I'm super proud of them. I'll send you pictures of my old desk setups and I'll send you a picture of my cube right now. And you like, you won't believe it. It's hilarious. Especially it's the same person. Yeah. And you're kind of doing to a degree a similar thing. So it's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm doing the the same, you know, I'm still a software engineer. It's not like my the tools of the trade haven't changed too much. So So let's let's do a shameless plug. Uh which one? Uh for your new yeah. side business. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's something I always wanted so to sh- do, so never sh- felt free to do. So shameless plug warning. Right yeah, sh- shameless plug. Um, if you are a developer, programmer, technologist, you might uh, perk your ears up at this. I run an online store with my girlfriend. It is called Get Bent. GetBent.store. G-I-T-B-E-N-T dot store. Um, we sell clothing, accessories, fun uh, stuff like that. It's kind of novelty gifts for programmers, developers, um, IT professionals, people like that. You know, witty puns, funny sayings, um, just like fun designs that are geared towards 
people like you. So if you are interested in that, um, why don't you email us at worklifebalanceshow.com. I'll send you a little discount code. Love yeah. to just uh, give you something. Get that little offer in there. Yeah, throw that right in. Um, so that's been a really cool, fun journey learning. And, and you know deep down, if you had started this. Oh, my God. Where you were before, It would have been secret mode. Oh, I, you would not know. You would not I would know have known. Yeah. I would have just, like, come across it, like, Birmingham? And then I yeah. would have eventually. You fit. would have told me. You would have come to me and be like, have you seen this yet? And I'd be like. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Yeah, you would have seen Birmingham in the and then, and, and then we'd be like, well, let's not talk about yeah, this. Yeah, and then we'd just. Let's not talk about it. So yeah. now, <laughs> let me tell you what the difference is. Um, four of my coworkers have bought stuff from my store, <laughs> and they love it. And one guy wears his shirt that he bought like, at, like once a week. He loves it. He wears it all the time. And one one guy came up to me recently and was like, "Hey man, I am." Um, he's like, "I, I want to apologize. I've been wanting to buy something from your like your company, and I just haven't yet." And I was like, what are you apologizing for? But everybody knows about it. The day we launched, I I came in and gave everybody like that wanted them discount cards and told them, you know, about it. And my direct managers have asked me about it. The president of the company has asked how it's going. And they know the story that I kind of set it up as a marketing project for my girlfriend to, to learn more about marketing and for myself to learn more about business. And there's just support. I'm not sitting there working on it in the office. I'm not sitting there. I've had to like... I've gotten a couple live chats sent to me where I have to quickly, you know, text them, uh, yeah, basically text a response, you're, you're little things a, like you're that. You're not abusing your paid time. No, uh-uh. No. So they don't care. They're yeah. just proud of me for, like, doing something. Well, like, retrospect for where, where I am, uh, we needed new team photos, and Nick's like, can we hire your wife? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, I want, I want to keep it in the family, right? And yeah. I said, okay. That's what we did, and and then uh, for Christmas we did a Christmas card. Uh-huh. So he hired same thing, same thing, and he encouraged. He asked about it. He wants to see how it's going, and he even, you know, he's like, "What can I do to help you?" You know, it's just they want us to succeed because they know if we're succeeding in life, we're gonna return the favor. And, yeah, and I'm I'm gonna sacrifice more to help him in the sense uh, because I want I I want to mm-hmm. like it's not a have to. It's a it's like a Oh, I, I'm not going to say I owe you this, but it's almost in your head like, you've done something for me. I want to return the favor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that is way, way, way more valuable than ranting and raving and screaming at somebody for trying to do something else, do something beyond work. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. Like, well, I'm not going to leave Alloy to pursue this thing full time. Yeah. Well, Probably I, ever. It would take, I mean, I'd have to be making like the same amount of money and this the possibilities of doing that through an online uh print on demand accessories and t-shirt store very very low. Mm-hmm. I would have to like strike a deal with Target to be selling my shirts and before be I even a, thought about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's not happening. Well, like even like our po- like my Nick asked about our podcast. Yeah, I, He's, they listen to my podcast. Yeah. Hi guys, you know. <laughs> Nick Nick is starting a podcast. Yeah. Which by the way, it's not out yet, but the Instagram's there. Nick the podcaster. Nick the podcaster. Yes. And so uh I'm so hyped about it. And it's going to talk a lot about helping people understand to make the move to start your own company. Especially if you're older yeah. and you're thinking about 
starting, you know, quitting your job, starting your own business because he's doing that and it's being successful. Yeah. So he's so old. So that's my other plug. I mean, he's like I'll, old. <laughs> like that dude is really, really old. Still plays Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm just kidding, Nicola. So that, that's that's another shameless plug. I'll just plug it in. There's a my boss is starting a podcast and. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. Y'all, y'all should listen to it. It'll probably do better than our podcast. Should. it? Uh, I mean, we don't even know what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about Nick Horde here. This guy's a sage. Um, oh, yeah. So let me, my last two, my last two big changes in last year, I think the biggest changes are um, I have a renewed love of my hobbies, just like Michael's talking about. Um, one of those is video that mm-hmm. I was directly strictly told you don't do this anymore oh yeah i was unless it's for a client (laughs) i was sat down in a meeting no 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 no. we were done with that and i was told i was told verbatim you don't make videos anymore you don't do video anymore and he had convinced me that your production or lack of production was due because you were distracted with your video. Yeah, I was distracted by the... I, I basically had one recurring client that was a friend of mine's uh, sorority. I worked with them two to three times a year, okay? And then we did some weddings, um, but those were pretty thin because I basically sabotaged that whole thing because I was scared to death to do any of it. I, st- I, like, shut that down, basically. I told my brother who I worked with, I was like, look, man, if you want to take this on... That's all you, but I don't think I want to do this anymore. I didn't say it like that, though. I made up all these excuses. Oh, I just don't enjoy it anymore, and I don't know. That's a bunch of crap, man. I love it. I've been buying up gear. Actually, well, it's mostly at the office. I'm about to talk about that, but I've been buying up gear, getting back into it. I'm buying a drone today. I mean, like, all these things that I used to love. I used to love making videos as a hobby, and and videography was something I was super passionate about for a few years, but then it was just shut down and now I'm back into it to the point that, uh, we need a, uh, we need some video work for, for the, the new website and just promotional stuff. And so I told him, I was like, look, I, you know, I love this kind of stuff and I'll gladly work. We have a part of my company. The big parent company is a whole video production team and we're going to work with them on some of it. But also again, with on the lines of having freedom to do what I want, I am allowed to like make and produce video content for the company and everybody's just super excited and glad that I'm willing to do that. Nobody's edgy or weird about it. So just a view from this, you managers out there that don't want your people to grow or you're trying to micromanage them into their job. They're going to quit on you or you can help them grow, help them reach personal goals and, and benefit from and it. And you'll win because right. you'll get a, a more energetic, enthused employee that's has better skills. And, okay, so so what? They leave you for this thing. It's a way better than sticking around and hating their job and yeah. wasting yep. money and time because they don't want to be there. Yeah. I mean, imagine if one of your people was a photographer. So a lot of, you know, photography is a very ho- a common hobby now. And some people are exceptional at it. Mm-hmm. They work you know, for CPA firms and they're, you oh, know, yeah. whatever, but they're exceptional photographers. Let's say you need headshots. What are you going to do? You are, if you've spent two years 
demeaning somebody's photos and telling them they don't need to do that or discouraging it even lightly. Just be like, "Eh, I don't know that you need to. Or if you've like said, what you been shooting lately? Uh, You see their camera and just you have any photos that you've done lately that you're proud of? Encourage them, really encourage them when it's time to do new headshots and you ask them to do it. They'll jump at the chance. Because all you've done is motivate them, encourage them, and then you, hello, get a free photographer. They're just doing it on company time, and you're just paying them their normal salary. That's, that's it. And remember when we, I did do headshots for a previous company. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And how awkward it was? It was very awkward. And it was painful. Yep. was not enjoyable. Nope. And, you, of course, it was free, and that was part of the whole reason why. Yeah. I, I mean... I just can't fathom that. If your employees have skills, hobbies, outside things that they enjoy doing, encourage it. Well, here's the difference. And don't exploit it. That's the other thing. When I took the photos, I never once thought, oh, Courtney should come take these. Never thought that. No. <laughs> and then where I am now, oh, yeah, let Courtney take these. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's hire your wife. Yeah, yeah. Boom. We're going to pay your wife to take these. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. The other hobby <laughs> love of mine is weird for me, but I think it's common for a lot of people that do what I do is programming is, is the actual work that I did today. Solving, solving uh, problems with software. Yeah. Solving problems in, in software, writing code. I mean, I, I just love it. I really enjoy it. Um, I got into this business because it was a hobby and I really, really loved it. And I totally lost any, joy or love in it outside of how can I have more control? Of course, again, it was all about trying to control something in my life. And so that was a good, you know, I was always trying to implement new things at work, but I had to do them super in secret. And like, you don't know that I'm doing this things like you don't know that I'm running my CSS through auto prefixer because that's a new process and you haven't, you know, and somebody else hasn't vetted it and like made sure it's okay. But it's the most common practice in the world to do stuff like that. Now, um, when I learn new technologies and want to try stuff, A, I just try it. A lot of times I'll just do stuff for work in that language or or method or whatever and then just show people and just be excited about it. And nobody – there's no resistance to that. There's excitement around it. There's encouragement of of growing and changing. And then outside of work – I just, uh, I get to build stuff all the time. I just sit and, and build little projects and do fun things and expand my knowledge. Um, my skills have blown up as a developer in the last year. I mean, the stuff that I was burdened by, challenged by a year ago is mundane every day. I don't even think about it stuff now. Yeah, I mean, I know just because I've I worked so long, like you had... You wanted to do more programming at the mm-hmm. previous. You wanted it, but there wasn't a place that no, would allow for but it. Basically, I was writing CSS. Yeah, you were CSS HTML. That was. Like I did some PHP maintenance on little our JavaScript. Little WordPress theme, little JavaScript when I could. But, but there was none. There wasn't a, a space for you to, to grow it, and no. so because I know like where you are now is where you always wanted mm-hmm. to be, but you weren't allowed to be. No, so. but now it's. Where do I want to go next? That's up to me. What do I want to do? What do I want to try? I mean, our MO around the office is, yeah, you can build whatever. If you get the job done, it's fine. You have to own whatever you build. Like if you use 
um, some crazy programming language. If you want to build it in Fortran, which is this ancient, ancient programming language, one of the earliest programming languages, nobody uses it except for banks. Um, if you want to use Fortran, God forbid, go for it. But you own it. And when it screws up, you get to fix it. <laughs> but nobody's going to tell me no. Well, none of us are out here trying to do crazy stuff uh, necessarily because we don't. But like we don't use a lot of React, which is a really, really common framework. And I remember um, you wanting to use React so badly. So bad. So bad. Uh, and there were projects we had that were that necessitated something like that, some kind of front-end framework like that. And it was just never, never going to fly because the person who owned the company didn't understand it and didn't know it. Therefore, it was bad and scary, I guess. And now uh, we had a um, we had a project that came up where it really needed a front-end framework. It needed to be done, which you call client-side. And, and mm-hmm. basically, we had existing thing that worked for the most part, but it had to be transitioned. And so I just started building it. I just, one day I had some free time on a Friday and I was like, eh, I'm going to shell this thing out. And I did sat there, didn't have anything else to work on. So I built half the, uh, the thing kind of as a proof of concept to myself and it worked. And then a month later, they, the, the director kind of called me in and he was like, Hey man, we're having some problems with this inventory search thing. We, we've, we just got, I know you have some thoughts about how we can make this better. What, what do you got? And I was like, well, um, I really think we need to transition at all client side, blah, blah, blah. I've already started building it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I mean, I've got some of it built. And he just like jumped up. He's like, you, you want to show me? Can you show me? I was like, yeah. And he was just super excited. And then, and I think I've said, I've told this story on the show before. He sat down next to me and we spent like two solid days side by side, literally at my desk, just building this thing out. And now it's in production and we, you know, thousands of people use it every day. Uh, and there was no hesitation. We've, I'm, it was like one of the first projects that we've used that system, that framework before there was no hesitation. Oh, you know it, you've done it before. Cool. Take it, run. And I already had started and had, you know, and now we're actually about to, um, we're working through a new project. It was an idea I had, it solves a problem. Um, and it was just an idea I had that I, I was like, this this makes everything easier. And they were like, okay, okay, go for it. There's not that resistance. It doesn't discourage me from doing the things that I love inside work or outside of work. And you're a better worker for them. And yeah, oh my gosh, yes. I am way more productive now than I was because they have never told me no. Yeah. I've, I've never asked anything excessive and they've never told me no. So those kind of changes... They're, they're almost, they almost become intangible. It's like the, the amount of difference I feel, I, I can't even fathom the person I used to be. I can't fathom the situation I used to be in. Um, I went to a Mardi Gras party thing last night. Uh, we're filming this on Ash Wednesday. I went to a Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras party last night with one of my coworkers who does the same thing as me, my project manager, who's become like a friend and like we really enjoy working with and one of my director managers that is also like a friend and and we were all just sitting there hanging out eating crawfish uh drinking a beer and listening to music and it's phenomenal that i have that now well like uh over to christmas break i went to my boss's house and we played nintendo for hours 
Um, and then he's offered to babysit our baby. Like it's amazing. It, the, it's a relationship, right? It's, it's a, a true relationship. It's not just work. Right. Like even, you know, I both like if, even if we both moved on to different companies or whatever, we would maintain our, our friendships with those yeah. people. Like, I would be, I would be heartbroken to not work with the people I work with now. Well, Courtney jokes to me that Nick's like my big brother. Yeah. Like, um, and I have a big brother, but he's, but Nick and I have a lot of similar interests. It's like the big brother that, that likes similar things. Yeah. yeah you know? Uh, and so it, it would just be really bizarre. But, um, anyway, I know this episode has gone wow way long. <laughs> I just turned around and looked at the clock. And I was I've like, been watching oh my it, and, gosh. and uh, I spent about forty minutes. Holy cow! And then, but you know what? We're all talk. We're talk. This is the first episode. It's all about positivity. Yeah, this and is- so this is well worth reviewing what's happened. Um, I know it's been long, but I think to sum it up, that both of us would say. We wish we had done it a long time ago, (laughs) but we know we did it at the right time. Absolutely. Um, It's just the right thing to do. And if you're in that position where you're contemplating the idea of quitting your job and doing something different, don't let the fear of the quitting and what's going to happen to you make that like, don't let that be because there's, we're both in a better place and we both had different, completely different outcomes on what happened, right? Like, I didn't have a job when I left. You had a job mm-hmm. when you left. I am in the, I, I'm in like the worst position in terms of I'm in the same building and hallway as my previous place. And, I, and, it, and it works for me. Yeah. And so... I'm just telling everybody right now, whoever's listening, if you're thinking about quitting, don't let the fear of what of the what's gonna happen change like stop you. You should only be afraid of how much better it's gonna be. Yeah. Be afraid of the of the good change. Yeah. I will it's gonna change. Your life will change. It's gonna be very different. It's ninety or ninety percent probably gonna be a lot better. Yep. Five stars, highly recommend. One yeah. year later, still going strong. Yep. Haven't had to use the warranty at all. No, re- no replacements. <laughs> Haven't had to take the car back. Didn't ship broken. I'm telling you guys, like if not you, dead on arrival. Yeah, <laughs> if you are um, contemplating it, if you know you're in a bad situation, you know it's time. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't be afraid. If you are scared, if you are afraid, if you are hesitating, write in to worklifebalanceshow at gmail.com. Uh, join us on the Facebook group, which is the Work Life Balance Listeners Lounge. Uh, there's a link to it in the description of this podcast. You can also just search for it on Facebook. Why don't you go ahead and jump in? And then um, uh, we'll be having a, a live episode coming soon. That's true. Um, now, we're not in the live in the sense that we're actually talking to people. Yeah, we're going to be uh, presenting at... Uh, oh, I should know the name of the group. Oh. Um, a group that's in Alabama. It's a it's a, bus- <laughs> a, pr- a business professional organization at the University of Jacksonville State University uh, has invited University us <laughs> has invited us to come talk, um, and uh, we're going to be doing a live presentation uh, with them. We're going to be recording it, uh, and and it will be maybe the next or the next to next episode the, yeah. of the show. And it's going to be probably like a Q and a mm-hmm. back and forth. And we'll put this out here now. Like 
if you are thinking, like, if you want us to come talk to somebody, a group of people, but we'd love to do love to more do speaking engagements. Um, we were here, we're here to educate. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is about. This is about us trying to help people through the crap that uh, we dealt with. And, and so if you know, yeah, if you are a uh, an organization um, and you would like us to come talk, I'm going to be totally honest. We'll probably do it for dinner. I mean, we're not, yeah, yeah, we're, not we're not out here trying to charge a couple grand or anything. But like, but I think, too, like I'd love to talk to we're talking to college age people and for this next thing. And I love to talk to more of that yes. because we can help define expectations as they're going into the job world. Right. Like, like you don't have to deal with this. Yeah. And this is what you should be looking for uh, because most of those people are doing quick jobs, easy jobs, but they're about to go into a career per se, and they need to figure out, does this even make sense for me? Mm-hmm. So happy, happy to educate. I mean, if you want us to come talk at a library, we don't care. Like it's just an opportunity to talk to people and teach them what we've learned. Also, if you're in the listeners lounge, I think we're going to do, um, I, we haven't exactly talked about this, but I think we're probably going to end up live streaming that event. So if you guys want to kind of see it as it comes, uh, we'll probably be live streaming the whole affair. Um, that will be actually by the time this episode comes out, we might've already done it. <laughs> so that's confusing. Um, timelines are weird. Uh, but look out for that episode. That should be a lot of fun. If you're interested in, uh, having us come do a speaking engagement, talk to your college, your chapter of your organization, your chamber of commerce, your, anything we, we are more than happy to um to to be guests um please just email us let us know we we will jump right on it oh yeah um i think that's really it thanks for listening to our incredibly long episode uh i hope that it was worth it it's cathartic for me i feel better it's nice to put these things into words and and, and see how and, far you've and, come and just look back yeah it's, it's good to do that all right well thank you guys thank you everyone for listening um let us know if you got questions happy answer them And we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work-Life Balance. If you have questions or stories you'd like to share, email us at worklifebalanceshow at gmail.com or call in on Anchor. We'd love to have you on the show.